Good morning. <clears throat> Whoa, geez. The weird thing about not living with someone is like I don't actually talk all morning until I like go to work or something. So <laughs> my voice cracked because I haven't talked all morning. Anyways, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the life of Riley. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking a little bit about getting a job. And as a like millennial slash cusp Gen Zer, um, getting a job is really like a huge part of my life. And I'm sure you've heard that getting a job nowadays is harder for millennials and we demand more and we expect more, but it's also more competitive. So a lot of things are compounding to create not an ideal environment for searching for a meaningful lifetime career. So today we're going to talk about it, and I'm going to be really honest about my feelings with it. So if you're interested in this at all, then stay tuned and let's get started. Let me just start out this podcast by saying everyone's journey to find a job is different and everyone's expectations of what they want out of a job vary greatly depending on who you are and what you're looking for long term. And also, just as a side note, like, of course, you don't have to stay in the same job for your whole life. You can do something for five years or two years or 10 years or 20 years and still change it up no matter what. So just keep that in mind as well as we kind of go through this talk. So as many of you guys know, I'm going to be graduating with my master's in June. And so I'm job hunting. Yay. And it's kind of stressful. Like, honestly, in college, if you knew me in college, I did a lot of internships. I did like whatever you're supposed to do, like Dean's List and internships and like extracurriculars and kind of set myself up fairly well for a good job. And then my life kind of like took a left turn and I decided to go to school again and, you know, all all these different things happened and um, here I am. And this isn't exactly where I thought I would end up. But I am grateful that I'm here because I've had a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise had if I had gone a different way, if I had gone the way I thought I was going to go. So that's kind of cool. But I'm job hunting, right? And, you know, they say like millennials slash Gen Zers, mostly Gen Zers actually. Is it Gen Z or Gen X? I think it's Gen Z. Um, They say that like they really want meaningful work, you know, and they care about shorter work days and having meaning. And it's definitely not the same expectations as our parents had from their place of work, you know, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing to prioritize a work-life balance or prioritize work that fills you up. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I do think that sometimes it can be a little unrealistic, especially when you're starting out because you have to pay your dues a little bit. You have to take a job that you don't necessarily love in order to work your way up to a place where you're a little bit more well-respected, you have a little bit more flexibility and a little bit more credibility. So I think that it's important to strike that balance as well. So when I talk about not being the same as our parents, Really what I mean by that is one, different expectations for sure. Like what our parents looked for in a job is not the same as what we're looking for in a job. And it just so happens that the job market is incredibly competitive right now. So not only are we making it harder for ourselves because we have different expectations, it's also harder for us just because it's more competitive. And I mean, honestly, like a college degree nowadays, it's expected. I mean, a master's degree is almost obsolete, not really, but almost. I mean, it's just expected now. It's not like 
an extra qualification or an extra perk that an employer may have by hiring you. It really is just the norm. And unfortunately, you know, there's always exceptions, but not having a college degree really rules you out of a lot nowadays. So with all of these facts, um, it is really overwhelming. It feels like it's almost more of like who you know than what you know. And I know that that's always kind of been a thing, but it really feels like that nowadays because we're all basically qualified. Like when you read a job description and the qualifications, you're probably going to be qualified. Like you're probably going to check every box. You just probably aren't going to get the job. Statistically speaking, I believe in you, but just statistically speaking. So, you know, blindly applying isn't really helpful. I mean, it kind of is. I guess you can get somewhere with that, but it's better to try and find someone, seek someone out that kind of does what you do and ask how they got there and try and go, not not their exact path, but try and use them as a resource because just blindly applying on a company's website is almost guaranteed to not la- even land you an interview, let alone the job. I think I might ask my aunt, she's an HR manager, I might ask her, um, HR director, actually, maybe, maybe that's what she is. Um, I think I'm going to ask her maybe to do an episode for like millennials and Gen Zers on interviewing and applying for jobs and advice on that, because obviously her job is to recruit and hire and she interviews people for a living and she knows so much about this. So maybe I'll have her on and get some tips for you guys. If that's something you'd be interested in, be sure to leave a comment like on my Instagram or something. Something that I just try and keep in mind is like, you're really going to get far more no's than you are yeses, and that's okay. It'll You only need one yes. Like, you can only do one job at a time, you know, theoretically speaking. So you really only need one yes, but you're going to get so many more no's than you are yeses. I mean, even in my life, like my short little 23-year-old life, it's just insane the amount of no's I've gotten compared to the short amount of, uh, pardon me, the small amount of yeses. You guys just only see the yeses. I never show the no's, but they happen all the time. So how does this make me feel? Probably um, very similar to how you feel. It's very overwhelming and it kind of starts to feel like no matter what you do, it's just not going to work. Like no matter how qualified you are, no matter how many times you read your cover letter or your resume, like you're just not going to get these jobs because you feel like they're going to other people. And I understand that. Like it is so hard to be 23 years old with a college degree, and I know I'm speaking to so many of you out there and looking for a job that you like never thought you would take, or it feels kind of random, or it feels kind of overwhelming that like now you have to be an adult and where do you start? I get it. It's so hard. And not only that, it's like with social media, there's so much pressure to do something big. Like there's so much pressure to get a job that's at a name brand company or a recognizable title. Like there's so many things that we think about when we were little kids and it was like career day and you brought your parents in and they have job titles that you recognize like doctor, lawyer, nurse, teacher, like these one word job titles. And a lot of us don't have those jobs. Like you can't describe it in one word or your one word that you used to describe it is general, manager, marketing officer, all these different things like It is so overwhelming. And in the age of social media, now more than ever, we feel pressure to do something out of the ordinary and incredible. And it's like, don't put that pressure on yourself because every single job needs to be filled by someone. And we all play a role in how society runs and how society functions. And to put the pressure on yourself to be the one that's in charge of everything or the face of everything, that's just too much pressure. And I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like that's unnecessary. 
I, I sometimes just feel like I'm this tiny little fish in this huge pond of qualified, smart, intelligent, charismatic, beautiful people that I'm just like, who am I against all of these people? And it can feel a little bit like not desolate, but like a little bit. And then, you know, of course, I do mean this when I say like, you're probably going to be qualified for the job you're applying for. But then again, like when you're not getting jobs, it makes you feel like you're not qualified because you're only as qualified as what they're, they'll hire. Like if the requirements are a bachelor's degree and experience with social media, then that's me. But if I'm not getting the jobs, then it's like, dang, like, then I'm not really as qualified as I thought I was. And that can be a really hard pill to swallow. And that can be something really tough to deal with. But I just try and remember that there is enough to go around and there are enough jobs to go around. And just because I don't get a certain job doesn't mean that there's not something else out there for me. And you never know, like that person that got the job, they may have been trying for the past two years to get a job and you've only been trying for the past three months or whatever. So just try and keep that in mind. So what I actually do to try and aid some of these fears, I have like a few tangible things that I literally practice. So the first thing I do is I cast a really wide net. I apply to like so many jobs, so many different companies, different roles. I'm on LinkedIn, like all these different tools that I use to cast a really wide net to give myself as many options as possible. If I apply to 100 jobs and I only get one interview, good thing I applied to 100 because if I applied to 99, I may have not even gotten an interview. The next thing I do is I keep my resume updated. I'm always making sure that I'm reading through it and tweaking it and updating it and keeping it really current. That way, if an opportunity ever presents itself when someone's like, hey, Riley, really nice to meet you. Like, send me a copy of your resume. I'd love to look it over. I'd love to like see if you're a good fit for this company. I'm always ready to go. I always have a copy of it on my phone to just shoot an email to someone with it attached. And I think that that's been really helpful to me over the years. The next thing I do is I look for jobs often. Like sometimes even like at night, if I'm watching TV, I'll just hop on LinkedIn and peruse jobs. It doesn't have to be anything serious, but I'll just look around and see what there is and flag a couple and even apply, especially through LinkedIn. Applying through LinkedIn is so easy. Sometimes you can just submit your stuff with like one or two clicks. So I always am just on LinkedIn looking for jobs, seeing what's a good fit, and also just kind of like surveying the market, seeing what's needed, how much it pays, where your skill set fits in, where your geographic location fits in. Like depending on the kind of job you want to do, living in a different geographic area or at least looking for work in a different geographic area might be the difference between finding a job and not finding a job. The next thing I do is I ask for advice. Um, whether that's in the form of an informational interview or an informal email or a text or even a conversation in person, I ask people for advice. One of the most flattering things that someone says to me is like, if they're like, hey, Riley, can I get your advice on this? Or like, can you help me do this? Or what are your thoughts? Like, it's amazing when somebody respects what you do enough to ask for advice for about it. And I do that all the time with people. I'm constantly asking people about their lives and it could be their jobs or it could be their personal life. But I just think it's really, really important to talk to people that are actually doing it because they're going to have the best like concrete on the ground advice for how to get where they're at and what steps you can take to be more successful at what you're trying to do. The last thing I do is I practice 
what I like to do in my free time. Like I, if you want to be a journalist, if you want to be a writer, like practice your writing in your free time, write short stories, write articles, report on things. If you want to podcast, like podcast in your free time. If you want to be an influencer, work on your social media. If you want to be a blogger, blog, YouTuber, like any of these things, it's so easy for us to create our own content now. If you want to be a screenwriter, like write a short play or whatever, write a short film, like practice what you want to do and build your portfolio. That way, when the opportunity presents itself, you can show people what you've done. And, you know, I think that I don't think that people should be unfairly compensated for their work. Like you shouldn't do work for free, but you can hobby for free. And, uh, you know, I don't get paid for this, but I do this for myself. I don't do this for another person. I wouldn't I wouldn't do a podcast for free for someone else. Um, I mean, I'd be a guest, but I wouldn't like record and edit for free for someone else, but I would do it for myself. And I think that that's really important because you're always sharpening your skills And at least if you're doing a job that doesn't fulfill you in all of those creative ways, you can have an outlet to do it um, that'll just kind of keep you sane and keep you sharp. So what I do mentally, (laughs) because those were all like kind of tangible things, what I try and do mentally to really like maximize my success is I try not to get discouraged. Like as hard as that is, I try to not take it personally when I don't get a job. I mean, honestly, I don't know about you guys, but I literally cannot afford to take it personally because I'm getting a rejection like multiple times a week. And if I take that personally, it's like you can't like I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to function if I took it personally. So I never take it personally. Um, And I just try and remind myself that everything will work out in the end. And so I just have to keep trying and just showing up. I was literally talking to a friend about this this weekend. And I always say this, you've heard me say it on the podcast, but showing up is half the battle. Like most people are not even willing to put in the hard work. So if you're just willing to put in the hard work, like you're, you're already 10 steps ahead of the game. And they said this to me this weekend and it really resonated with me because I always say that on the podcast, you guys have heard me. And, um, I don't know, it just, it really rings true to me right now. The next thing I try and remember is to believe in myself and to believe in my talents. And just because you're not getting a certain position doesn't mean that you're not qualified and doesn't mean that you're not talented. So just believe in yourself and believe that you will find a job that fits you and that is meaningful and believe that someone out there will be able to see that in you and recognize that in you eventually. So my next tip, I guess, and this is like very dependent on your situation, but Go for things now. Like now is the time when we are young to take risks, calculated risks, of course, but take risks and go for what you want. This is so hard for me to say because I'm so cognizant of the fact that not all of us can afford to go for what we want. Like whether that's financial or family obligations or children or families, like not all of us can afford to just like drop everything and pursue vehemently our our biggest hopes and dreams. But if you can do like don't waste that if you can go after what you want I I really like I implore you to do it you have to do it and even if you can't do it on a large scale do it on a smaller scale pick up a hobby that you have always wanted to do and pursue that you know pursue your passions even if it's on the side I don't know. I I just think it's an important thing to remember. And I understand that I'm speaking to a very small portion of the population that's like, drop everything and pursue your dreams. I mean, I'm super lucky. Like I have a very supportive family where they're not going to let me fall on my butt and fail, you know, so I can, I have like a little, 
a little harness, a little family safety net that if I jump off a big bridge and um, it works out, great. And if it doesn't work out, then they're going to be there to catch me when I fall. And if you don't have that support system, I understand that it, that it can feel really overwhelming and you're not going to want to take those risks. But I encourage you to talk to others and find out how you can take those risks in smaller ways to kind of like build up to that larger goal. And the final thing that I'll say about this is just to believe that things will work out the way that they're supposed to. If you're not religious or you don't believe in the universe or whatever, that's okay. But you you have to believe in the fact that like 90% of the world, you know, gets a job and does this and they get older and they find work and our parents did it and our grandparents did it and our aunts and our uncles and our siblings and our friends and our significant others, like they do it and we can do it too. You know, we're all capable and qualified to be wonderful contributing members of a workforce. And so long as you continue to work on yourself, to take advantage of opportunities, to stay humble and kind and help those around you, because honestly, you guys, like it's so cheesy to say, but you don't want to climb the ladder and step on people on your way up. I really believe that there is enough to go around where we can help others along the way, just as we would want to be helped, you know? I think that it's important to bring others along with you on your journey of success because number one, it's just the right thing to do. It's the right thing to help people and give people a chance that are qualified, but also it makes the work far more fulfilling. It's no fun at the top if you're at the top alone and you know, I'm not at the top of anything and I'm pretty sure that no one listening to this podcast is at the top of anything unless Oprah listens. What up girl? I love you, Oprah. I want to be you. Um, but unless, unless you're at the top, like this, I'm speaking to you and it's no fun there. It's lonely if you don't have people with you and around you that support you and that want the same things. So find people with common interests and find a way to build each other up and help each other because I promise you it's going to be so much more worth it in the end if you have people to share it with than if you just did this all by yourself. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts. I know it's overwhelming, you guys. It's literally like sometimes it's depressing how hard it is when you think about trying to get a job and trying to put all of your degrees and your skills and your talents to the test and like, oh God, what am I going to say at the holidays when my family asks what I'm doing for a living and like, how am I going to explain it? And I don't know. I get it, you guys. I am right there with you. I totally understand how stressful it can be. But Just remember, sorry, the gardener's in front. I'm going to wait a second. Just remember that you are capable and you're qualified and you're smart. And I I would love to have you on my team. If I could hire 50 employees and hire all of you, there's more than 50 people that listen, but you know, I would, I would do it. You guys, I would so do it for you. Um, but I believe in all of you and please feel free to reach out. Riley R. Carroll, R-I-L-E-Y, R, last name Carroll, C-A-R-R-O-L-L at gmail.com. And let's talk about it. If you want advice or you want someone to read your resume, seriously send it to me and my unqualified little behind will read your resume for you. I would be more than happy to. And if you want to bounce ideas off me or you want to talk about your job aspirations, I would love to talk them through with you. So please, 
feel free to reach out. I understand. And the more that we all recognize that this is just a crazy job market and a crazy time and place to find meaningful work that fills us up emotionally, spiritually, financially, that's a big thing too. You know, we have to be honest about that. Um, The more we recognize that and the more we embrace it and make it our own, the better off we're all going to be. So that's what I have to say about searching for a job. And I actually, you know, not to go off on a tangent, but I have a whole nother kind of perspective on this job market. And I'll, I'll maybe talk about it later, but um, I I just think that a, a, it's a little unfair what we're expected to do nowadays as young millennials and Gen Zers. The expectations are incredibly high and the opportunities are low. So we have to create our own opportunities. And I believe in each and every one of you, and I believe in myself that we can do that. And with the support of one another, you know, we're unstoppable. This is a great generation. So um, that's my take on the job market or one of my takes on the job market. So good luck to all of you in your job search. I hope you find what you're looking for. And I love you all so, so much. Please don't forget to leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you choose to listen. It really, really helps out my podcast. And I appreciate all of you so, so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a happy and productive work week, searching for jobs, doing your job, whatever you're up to these days. All right. I love you guys so much. And I will see you next time on The Life of Riley. (laughs) 